Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Wheelman of Genius. Uh, doing another Zoom pod this week. Uh, this is episode 42. 42. Something like that. Yeah. So just ran the Glen last week. Awful for me. I mean, literally terrible. If there's something that could have gone wrong, it went wrong. Uh, it all it all did. It all went wrong. We were not good all weekend. Uh we had stuff break in the race. Matt, I don't know if you even know what broke yet. You might have been able to see uh, the brake issue from your gas man point of view. I was the on right a car. Rear. Yeah, yeah. Matt was pitting my car. He was gassing her up. Uh, but I guess we'll just lay out what happened with our car. Uh, first things first, brake issue. Had a brake issue and... I didn't really know what it was. I knew it was something in the rear that was wrong. I was going around the bus stop, felt a big pop. Uh, turns out the right rear brake rotor sheared all of the bobbins, which is like a, it's like a floating bolt for those who don't know. Uh, kind of a layman's term. They all popped. They like no, broke out sounds, of the hat. It broke out of the sexual. hat. So I just had a rotor sitting there, not attached to anything, uh, not slowing the car down at all. It was just kind of there. Made me have to back my braking points up a pretty fair amount. But the left rear still worked? The left rear was still on there. So I had three-wheel brakes, no right rear brake, which would explain why before everything else went wrong, it would turn a lot better to the left than it would to the right because it would park that left rear and kind of pivot it around. Uh, next issue, it's kind of the same issue, both sides. Left front lower control arm bolt broke didn't come out right front lower control arm bolt broke came out so essentially both of my lower control arms were just flopping around in there not really doing anything not really attached to anything uh which made it kind of hard i felt like junior johnson out there when the bolt actually came out because i was going from full like i don't know 60 degrees of steering to the right to 60 degrees of steering to the left uh or not maybe not 60, but I'd say 90 or 90 plus from right to left through the S's. So it was a lot of wheel movement going on. Uh, don't even get me started on the bus stop once that happened. There was a lot of moving and shaking in there. But yeah, I kind of just rode around. Luckily, everybody wrecked each other and finished 26. Somebody was backing down pit road, didn't cross the start finish line. Uh, Perkins. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to call them out, but yeah, we uh, were able to pick up that That's spot. That's what we do here. We call people out. Yeah, got that spot, which was, you know, good 26 is what it is. We lost one spot in uh, owner points, uh, kind of actually gained on some people on driver points, 
just a a, a decent I, I mean not a good ending not a really a okay ending just uh not as bad as it could have been you could, I mean uh, you could have you could have done the Daniel Hemrick and gone could yeah we could have we could have been wrecked we could have not had the attrition and run 38 so uh whatever it is what it is you'll have weekends like that in this great sport uh yeah, it's, it's always weird as a picker guy uh because yeah, you, know, you the, can't do anything about it the mindset it just it totally changes uh we i was uh, i don't know how i keep doing it but i keep, keep getting put on these hendrick pick crews mm-hmm. um to which i really don't have any business being on but here i am anyway and you can just tell with the mindset of these guys it just changes as soon as they hear you know something catastrophic is going on with the car yeah your whole mindset changes to, you know, we're not going to be competitive. Let's just do the job. Get it tight. Get it done. Clock and, in, clock out type stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, not so much that. but it's Except for like, Buddy trying to put the track bar wrench in the left side of the window. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was not the best. I mean, I know this person personally, and that's always been an issue. Believe me, believe it or not, some of these developmental pit crew guys don't know left from right or into out or up to down. It's normally on the other side. No, it's not. Normally, it's always it's on the normally, right side. You're you're normally always on the, on the other side. Yeah. You're normally on the other side, not the the track bar adjuster. I've never right. heard Wayne yell like that on the radio ever. <laughs> that was like peak. Well, it was it was definitely interesting. And then hearing the driver talk when he's just not into it not not saying you weren't into it but you were already over it because you already know what's going on yet you still have to drive another 100 miles 120 yeah. <laughs> miles and you've already diagnosed pretty much what's wrong and you're just kind of hanging out yeah i mean it's it sucks but then there's days where you're you're waxing it and you feel good about it but yeah i mean it's ups and downs it doesn't ever go perfect the ebbs and flows yeah and then the spotters out here trying to drop some sponsor content in the middle of the race. Well, it was under caution. Is that not in the middle of the race? I mean, yeah, but what else we talk about that was important? We're just riding around. Back I mean, honestly, point. like if, if I'm listening on the radio, I'm like, all right, I want to skip this ad. I want to skip the 15 second ad. I don't know, man. It's just kind of us uh, trying to make light of a, a bad day. So, well, you made my day worse. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was all right. I mean, 26 is, I don't think that's where, it's not where you were going to run. No. But at the beginning of the day, if you told, you knowing all the stuff that was going to go wrong, if you said you're going to finish 26, I think you would still take it. No, definitely. I mean, I honestly, when he said 26 on the radio, I'm like, that's really for the day we had. That's not terrible. Like, uh, I'll tell you what it did give me time to do when I was out there just kind of cruising. Uh if no one has ever really looked on iRacing, I don't know if it's this way or not, but if you just look off past the grandstands and turn one, beautiful view out there. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah, I you took see a pic- the mountains. I took a picture. Yeah. You can see the trees, the mountains. I was riding. I'm like, man, that's kind of nice. I never noticed that. Normally, because when you're when you're driving and you're really into it, uh, you're looking straight down into the corner. You don't really ever take the time to appreciate the scenery. But it was definitely cool. I mean, something you don't ever think of. Watkins Glen's fun. It sucks to have a bad day to track you like like that. Like, 
I love Watkins Glen. It's fast, a very fun road course. One of my favorite road courses we go to and uh, to have a bad day. And it always, I mean, same thing happened at Richmond this year, man. Like you go to the track you really like and you have a bad day. And yeah, but there's also been tracks where you don't like and you have a really good day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You go to somewhere. I'm trying to think of somewhere this year where like Phoenix. Well, I mean, Phoenix, I've had good runs at quite a bit, but you don't necessarily like it. Yeah. And it's not my favorite track. No. Uh, California, bad luck. I love California. And maybe, I don't know. It just stinks. I'm trying to think of somewhere that I really don't like. And Phoenix isn't so bad. I started liking Phoenix more after I started running better there. Plate uh, racing? I haven't had a good week in one of those yet. And we're coming up on one now. But uh, yeah. we've been getting the juice out of the Speedway car. And hope hopefully it works out. Yeah, you got to show up with a real hot piece. Yeah, and I, I tried some stuff and then accidentally found some stuff that uh, turned out to be better than the stuff I was trying to do. So, uh, and this is all hypothetical. We don't take this to the wind tunnel or anything. If we could go to the tunnel, dude, I'd be there all day just trying like, well, what if I put this hose in this way? What if I did this this way? You know what I mean? I got you. But we don't, so it's all hypothetical. It's like this should, this makes sense on paper. Uh, this should give us more speed. This should take drag away. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But we'll find out this weekend. So, at Daytona, going to be an interesting one. Especially oh, in the Cup sure. Series. I mean, Xfinity. I mean, let's, Xfinity. let's talk about the Cup race at Watkins Glen. At the Glen. Seven, yeah. The thing that was shoved down our throats all week. Seven different nationalities competing in a NASCAR race. I was over it by about Thursday. I'm not in Cubs, so I didn't really see it as much, except for when I turned on the broadcast on Sunday. But, I mean, it's cool, I guess. I mean, it's not – I feel like we've had that before. Like, if you ever think back to – maybe not in the Cup Series, but, like, if you ever go back and watch the old like those Montreal races or yeah. the old Montreal races, like, there's always, like, quite a few different nationalities. I mean, it might – it was primarily – dude, there was one Mexico race, like, the first one they had. And I swear half the field was from, like, Mexico. It was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I love me some Kimi Raikkonen. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Kimi Raikkonen's just like Kyle Busch. I'm like, no, that's the other way around. No, I mean, it's, Kimi, yeah. Kimi was Kyle Busch before Kyle Busch even thought about it. Kimi Raikkonen was always the guy I had this F1 game. It was like, F1 season 2007, and I was always Kenny Raikkonen every time. And I only raced Montreal; it's just the only track I could remember. All the he's just so too. he's just so dry and short with people. It's just amazing yeah. the way he treats reporters. Yeah, I mean, I, he's himself, which is cool. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, every that's why people like him because he's so short and he's just straight to the point. But I think the Project 91 deal is going to be he. He legitimized that. You know, he could have showed up, done the bare minimum, rode around in 25th all day, call it a day, packed it up. And I don't think it would have gained the notoriety that it did because he cycled up into the top 10. Like, that car was fast. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a fast car. It's a track house car. Like, it's going to be good. Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's, if Hendrick had the same program or if Penske had the same program or any of those guys had the same program, I mean – they're going to jump in the car and be good. I mean, he's a good driver. That's, there's no questioning that. Uh, 
I'm kind of anxious to see who goes in next. They have an announcement this weekend at Daytona. Uh, Trackhouse does. I don't know if it has anything to do with Project 91, but you'd think following up from that, I'm sure it's just a sponsor announcement or something. But uh, Yeah, um, from what I'm hearing with within my contacts, uh, it's six to eight races next year. They're just you know, announcing that they're going to do that. I no think that's, that's what the call is. Okay. I mean, I think the plan is to have Helio in the 500, and then after that, it's it's probably free game. Oh yeah, wasn't that a like an SRX bet or something? Yeah, but I think it's it might. I'd say it's 45 percent happening. Cool. As of right now, and and I would I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jimmy Johnson in that car at the Chicago street course. See, now I've thought about that and that just doesn't feel like that's the point of that program. I mean, they said international drivers, if they wanted to have a program for guys that used to race NASCAR and have been around forever, which don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Jimmy in a cup car again. That'd be awesome. But I don't think that's their motive there. They got to get be. like, they got to get like current F1 guys in there. I want to see. I mean, Marcus Erickson wants to do it. I want to see Lewis Hamilton, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton in there. Marcus Erickson wants to do it. He said he's all for it. Jensen Button wants to get in there as well. So that's two former Benjamin Buttons. Yeah. Curious case of Benjamin Button. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it it did attract more people. Um, About 250,000 more people tuned in. As compared to last year's race, yeah, at that same I don't, weekend, I don't, I don't necessarily attribute yeah. that to that, but you never I know. Mean, viewership's been up across the board every weekend. So, checking like Reddit and stuff, it's more, hey, I'm a new European fan because I saw Kimmy was racing. I have questions, so I mean, I'm not going to rule it all out. Yeah, and I'm sure it definitely gained a few views. I mean, not a, more than a few, but a handful of viewers, I suppose. I just uh, I saw one of the commercials for the the NASCAR's version of Drive to Survive, and it just it doesn't look great. It just looks forced. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be something cool. It could be. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we don't really know what it is. I don't. don't I don't know. What I've it never is yet, seen. But... I've never seen Drive to Survive as you. I have, and it's 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 pretty well done. But really? we don't need an, we don't need another drive to survive because that already exists. Right? Exactly, you need something. We need else something different. We need something you know tangible to that. Like my favorite show growing up was NBS twenty four seven, where they followed Bush Series drivers around all year. I think like Timmy Fedewa was on it. Really, like, it was they some, had that. Yeah, or it was it was like NASCAR drivers twenty four seven? I remember. Scott you Wimmer. Al- you also got to remember, though, you were a NASCAR fan. To the average person who doesn't watch NASCAR, they're not going to care about those people, no matter how awesome Wait, they're, Tim they already have or Scott Wimmer is. They have life in the fast lane with Austin Dillon and his... No, that's not the same thing. His kooky crew of characters. No, that's not the same thing. It's I've never seen Drive to Drive. I'm sure it's done like very seriously, like shop stuff what they do at home at the race oh, they, and they like, barely show any shop stuff really like that was i mean because how many millions of dollars do they have in development of stuff like that it's mainly track stuff 
Really? Like, well, I mean, but the, they're, they're what do they do at the racetrack? What do they the do? The whole compounds at the racetrack are better than what we have in some of our shops. Yeah, it's it just it's weird to me. Like, I don't know how they made that or like what their magic was behind that, but they did attract so many new people to F one and like weird people that you wouldn't expect. Well, it was thing, a perfect. It was a perfect storm. It happened during COVID, so people, yeah. like all the streaming services, were looking for just something to put on their platforms. Right, we're all sitting here just consuming content left and right because we got nothing else better to do because everyone's working from home. No one's getting up off the couch. It was just the perfect time for that to come out because everyone was craving something to watch, and it was it. You developed the drama, boy. yeah. Develop drama with some of the smaller teams and all that stuff. Because the first year, there was no McLaren. No, not McLaren. There was no Mercedes. There was none of the top teams. It was all like the mid-pack teams. Really? Like uh, Haas was one of the teams that they followed. And Williams was another one that they followed closely that they got more footage of just because they were a little bit more open because they were – back of the pack teams hmm. i mean that, that's definitely cool i mean i feel like having the stuff from the back of the pack teams and seeing the the issues that the trials and tribulations that those guys go through compared to the top guys yeah. would be i want to see them do just a full show about rick Ware racing and i i think you'll see even more of it in the xfinity series like if you go look at what junior motorsports does week to week compared to what we do week to week. It's like completely different. Yeah. I just, I just want a full series on what happens behind the doors of Rick Ware racing. They just got to do, I'm sure it's one do, of the most cool things ever. They got to do something to get the average person. And they're obviously much smarter people than you and I with that kind of stuff for like TV and whatnot. Or you'd think, I mean, you I would hope that someone over there talked to the producer, or the whatever on Drive to Survive to figure out like what was like, what did y'all do that you think got so many fans? Because there's a ton of them. And you know what makes me mad about those people that just became F1 fans off a Netflix show? They think they know everything, just like everybody on Twitter. But like, dude, when I see people like bashing NASCAR that are Drive to Survive F1 fans, it's like, dude, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, go to a short track race. Go see, like, racing in a pure form. And don't just, like, spout off the, the half information that you know. That no, you because that takes know. that takes effort. And not right. a lot of people are going to do that. Yeah. I mean, you could go on about Twitter. You could go on about Twitter. I feel like we, we go on about Twitter every single week. It's such a crazy place. Such a terrible place. <laughs> Very toxic. It can be very good or very bad. There can be such uh, good natural moments out of Twitter and then some that are just completely left field. Like the <laughs> the whole Elliot Larson thing is like people are saying Larson crashed him. They didn't even touch each other. They didn't even touch if, each other. If they did, it was very slight contact. There wasn't enough to put a mark on either one of their cars. Because yeah. I looked. I wanted to know, like, did he, like, actually dorm or did he just kind of run him up the track? Granted, if Chase tries to run the line, he normally does, uh, they're going to touch. But he knows better than that, so he didn't. Larson running up the track, he wins. Simple as that. People talking about. Uh, I could go on. <laughs> but I just love, like, hearing – I love reading the bad takes on Twitter. It's, it's incredible. 
Oh, it's great. But I mean, I fans it. are like that. I mean, I'm going to defend the Dallas Cowboys till the day I die. It's always the rest fault. And it's good. Yeah, that that, that it, it's good that, you know, there are NASCAR drivers that have, have fans. They, have they, have fans have they like won? That. Have they won a Super Bowl in your lifetime? No, no, not at all. Because when was the last Super Bowl? It was 96. Now the Packers won in 96. I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure it's I'm like 96. 90% sure because I'm a I'm, Packer. I'm a Packers I'm pretty, owner. Well, I mean, 96 Super so Bowl. So 95. 95 season, correct. Yeah. Okay. Because, well, no. Yeah, that's it. I know. Keep talking. I have to figure this out. No, I mean, I, I'm fairly certain, and I'll, I can tell you why later. Oh, okay. Yep. It was 90. It must have been 96 because the Packers are 67, 68, 97, 2011. Yeah. No, it's 95 season, 96 Super Bowl. So you're telling me you weren't alive in 96? Not till October. Damn. Yeah. I've been through two Super Bowls. See, that's nice. I've never done that. I've been close. Des caught it. And I'll always say he did. Well, Against the Packers, I'm pretty sure. No, it wasn't against the Packers. We were going to yes, play y'all next. No, yeah, it was against the Packers. Yeah, because then y'all went and won the next game, and we would have easily won that game. Yep. Because we were going to beat y'all, and the refs took it from us. But you didn't. So the, No, no, no. The, the refs won that game. The refs okay. gave y'all that game. Y'all so, didn't beat us. Watkins Glen is a pretty picturesque place. Have you ever actually gone to Watkins Glen? No, I've kind of just uh, gone to the race. Never really got to hang out or do anything. So, Take that back. Yeah, I have as a worker. As a worker? So did you go to like the state park and everything with the – that's what all the cool people do. I didn't get a chance to do it this year. Believe nah, it or not, that was my, that's my first time at Watkins Glen. It just hasn't worked out to where I've either had something going on in my personal life and I haven't been able to get up there. But this year was like the first year I could actually go to Watkins Glen. Yeah, I mean – I. Actually, funny story. When I went there as a worker, uh, we went and somebody like DM me and asked if I wanted to go race with these like mini modifieds. Slingshot modifieds? No, no, no. These were 600 modifieds. So pretty much a, a micro, a micro sprint. But uh, they were modified. And he got me and Kyle to go do it. And we went up there and we had this like little match race thing. And then neither one of us finished. I couldn't get my car in the right gear. Like I was stuck in fourth gear, needed to be in third. Kyle did something to his. I don't remember what happened, but I like I was trying so hard to keep momentum up because I was in the wrong gear. I hit the left front on a tire, broke the tire rod in half. Oh yeah, good infield tractor tire story there. Yeah. What's the, the best part about that is then like we were having this autograph session and they're like, wait, y'all are NASCAR drivers? Y'all didn't even finish the race. <laughs> These little kids asked us, like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's every bad. week. That's every yeah. week in the Mike Harmon car. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's part of the deal. It happens. Stuff happens. But, uh, all the, all the cool people go to, to Watkins Glen. They go to the, the, uh, waterfalls and take all the pictures and be like, this is me and Watkins Glen. We found a really, really? cool place to eat as well. Um, have you ever gone to the Seneca Lodge? I've heard of the Seneca Lodge. Badass place to eat. If you're ever up in Watkins Glen at a race, it's IMSA, SCCA, Trans Am, whatever is racing there. 10 out of 10, you need to go to the Seneca Lodge. It reminds me, it's like an old uh, wooden building, 
log cabin-esque, thick steaks, thick prime rib. The prime rib I had was probably about three inches thick, perfectly done. Old school salad bar. 10 out of 10 would recommend. It does sound fire, actually. A good prime rib. You just can't beat it. Like sometimes, sometimes you go to a buffet in Las Vegas to get prime rib. It's just not the same as getting the real deal. I did. I went where were we? New Hampshire. I got prime rib. Maybe that should be my new thing because I finished top ten there. But we went to this like little like kind of hole in the wall. It was like a bar and grill, more so of a bar than anything. It was like right across the street from the hotel. We went and ate there, and their special of the night was prime rib. Sucked. Like literally the worst. Like I could have microwaved a better prime rib than this. You hate to see it. <laughs> but maybe that's what I need to do every week. Get prime rib. Maybe better yet, uh, a bad prime rib, and then I'll run good the next day. You never know. You never know. I'm about to test that out this weekend, actually. Were we racing this weekend? Oh yeah, I hear prime ribs great in Daytona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm about to be hitting up Portofino. What you know about Portofino? Uh, it's right across from our hotel. Is it really? Are you going to go? I'm probably going to go. Um, it's I so good. I don't think I'm going to be pitting this weekend. Um, so, you know, everyone's heard the story about how I fell on pit road last week. I was perfectly fine. I pitted your race, your race car on Saturday. And then Sunday came around. I was walking up and down pit road and my back. has the back out, huh? My back is seized up currently i have to go see the chiropractor tomorrow to see if i can get it fixed but as of right now i'm not pitting that race so i'm gonna go get me some portofino and go back to my hotel room and watch the race heck yeah but if another, we're racing is it supposed to rain oh dog all weekend long brother <laughs> oh cool so i'm not gonna get home till tuesday Friday is the best day, and it's a 70% chance all damn day. Yeah, but it's also it's also Daytona. Yeah, but it's well, it's a 30% chance today, and it's pouring. That's Daytona. It, also, I don't know when we became a food show, but any NASCAR fan that goes to Daytona needs to go to Wing House. Wing House? It's not even that good. I like Wing House. I, if you're going to Daytona to eat, you got to go to Portofino. Mike Hillman Sr. put me on, and yeah, Porto, I've gone there every week. <laughs> Portofino is outstanding. It's a classic NASCAR industry people place to go. Maybe I just outed the net. Now there's going to be like people with die casts sitting outside. But uh, it's like a classic NASCAR crew guy eating spot. I it's, it's, it's a 10 out of 10. I, I, we ate there last year. I, that was the first time I ate there, and it's top to bottom. The whole thing's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how authentic the Italian food is in Daytona. <laughs> it's literally if, right across the street from the beach, too. Yeah, no, it's good. Little hole in the wall. That's the classic crew guy eating place, and then the Oyster Pub's a classic crew guy watering hole. R.I.P. to the Shark Lounge. R.I.P. Shark Lounge. Never got to see it in all its glory. I hear there are a few establishments around the Oyster Pub, though, that kind of would know ease the stress a little bit. <laughs> There's a place called um, I don't remember the name. I think it's called the Spearmint Rhino. 
I mean, it's that all, sounds like an interesting place. It's all um, uh, bigger people. Oh, wow. That, uh, go you there. never know what you're going to get in Daytona. It's, it's quite the crapshoot. I will say that. Oh, well, that's, that could, that I was could down there multiple things right there. <laughs> I was down there for two and a half weeks once. We stayed at uh, the Plaza. The Plaza is a good hotel. That's, a, that's quite the good central location if you want to get into some business. Shenanigans, yes. Yeah. It's right on the beach. You got a pool. Rooms are all right. No, they're good. But, oh, fired one off there. <laughs> Busted one off. Yeah, this microphone picks everything up. Fire in the hole. Dude, we were uh, dynoing cars today in the shop. It was so loud. Speaking of fire in the hole, like it, <laughs> we, there's a garage door between our dyno bay and the rest of the shop, but it is still like the loudest thing in the world. And we'll like, it's a lot of people like roll their cars outside to fire them up. But whenever we get ours in and wired up, I kind of prefer this way. It gets loud for a little bit, but we'll just fire them right there on jack stands. That way, there's anything wrong, you know, and you can just get back to work. But I'm sure the other guys love that. The guys on the six team. They do it too. Well, are you guys going to go? What's the, do you guys have a plan this weekend? It's probably the same as always, as much as I'd like to go and let it rip. It, it, gotta, honestly, I think it depends on how good our car is. Like the six car has been really good. And I've been trying to make my car just like theirs. Uh, and I think if you have speed to run up front, up front, that's the safest place to be. But if you don't have – if you have a 10th place car, get out of there. Just get out. You know what I mean? Because then 40, you're in the – 43 cars showing up to Daytona. Yeah. I told you I'm mean, getting the juice out of this thing because I have to. Maybe if you get if you get delayed Friday night, we do an impromptu podcast. I got two microphones. I got two yeah. of these microphones. We'll, we, maybe we'll do a podcast Friday night. A little, little bonus episode? Yeah, a little bonus. They wouldn't know what hit them. Yeah, two episodes in one week. Two episodes in one week? Two week. We got the hookups down in Daytona. Uh, I get my own room. I get my own private villa. Staying at a Johnny Davis residency down in Daytona. An Airbnb? No, he, he has like, that's like Johnny's like, other business he has like rental properties oh so we'll cool. stay is it on the those. beach no but it's a nice house stay there you can, come, you can come on come to the beach I'll here i'll give you like if you if you're looking for a house to rent in daytona area make sure to hit up johnny davis he can what's the name of, what's the name of the business i don't know no just call yeah just call johnny davis get his yeah, phone just call him website. up yeah hey i hear you have rental properties shoot the shoot the johnny davis twitter dm and uh They'll, they'll have to, no idea. Yeah, they'll have no idea what you're talking about. No, they will. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. Not One of my favorite things joking. as running all the social media for a NASCAR team is going through the DMs of like people just randomly sending in stuff on Facebook or Instagram. You wouldn't believe how many like people will shit talk you in the comments, but then send you a direct message and be like, 
I've always been a fan. Uh, if you guys could hook me up with a hot pass for the Daytona 500 next year, like I'd really appreciate it. And it just goes right back to not even just Twitter, social media toxicity as a whole. Yeah, you know what I That's do the that? thing is they all follow the herd. If everybody's being like mean or, or downplaying one thing, everybody jumps on because they want to get those likes. They're like drugs, yeah. man. I did a, uh, a Q&A segment uh, during a rain delay, and this one guy kept tweeting, you know, why do you guys keep tr- – why do you guys keep showing up and putting in no effort? And, like, it kept – it kept repeat – like, he kept showing up. Yeah. And every part of me wanted to just ether this guy so bad. I mean, the thing that's crazy is that people think that people put in no effort. It's not true. Yeah. I mean, if 100%. you win – if you went to the shop for a week, you would realize that there's actually a lot of effort put in. It's just really, really hard, and it's very expensive. Like, to be able yeah. to actually go run up front, I mean, I'll, I'll bet that, like, Hendrick-tier teams and Cup are probably spending $40 million this year, close to it. Per car. Yeah, yeah, per car. That's not, not, not entire yeah. teams. I know there are teams working on – percentages of that budget yeah still getting some decent results yeah but i mean it's hard it's hard to do like getting all the right people getting all the right parts getting all the everything it's it's literally hard it's hard to just get competent people at this point yeah i mean that's that is to me that's what makes a race team is getting the right people but it's hard to get the right people unless a they're your friend or b you can just treat them well i mean there's a reason that like some of the higher companies or some of the bigger companies in, I guess, America and even the world, like they put a lot into, uh, I guess, workplace comfort, I guess. But at the same time, that's expensive. Like that costs a lot of money. Like let's say for a race team, you wanted to go put everybody up in a five-star hotel every week to make them like want to go to the racetrack every week. That's very expensive and very hard to do. I think with some, some of your halo teams though, like the big, three right i mean there's four teams that everyone wants to work for right there's there's hendrick there's penske there's gibbs and there's Stuart haas right mm-hmm. people are willing to take a little bit less to go work mm-hmm. for a top tier team because they know they can win there and then and, go ahead no and then cascading down like those probably pay good not great but if you go down a tier right you have an outside shot of winning once or twice a year, but you get paid a little bit more because you're a good employee, but you're not anywhere close to where win- wins are happening. Yeah. You, know, you get one to two shots a year, and that's not even saying you're going to get close. Yeah. And then you go down another tier. It's like the pay is about the same as what the tier is above, but there's no chance at winning. Right. Yeah. So you're just picking your battles at this point. You know, do I go up in a smaller position and get to a top tier team in a smaller position, having five to 10 times there's an opportunity to win? Do I drop down to where it's maybe one to two, get paid a little bit more, have a little bit more responsibility? Or do I go to the bottom where I can, ha- I can, you know, be in a top position on that team? get paid relatively decent, maybe not have the benefits. And then, but you're a key important player 
yeah. at that team, but you have no shot at succeeding very often. Yeah. No, it's just a it's just the way the sport is. I mean, it's just like going to play for an NFL team is not as good. Like you could have you could have QB one at uh the Cleveland Browns, or you could go be uh QB two at Tampa Bay. And I feel like we see this with like crew chiefs, right? Crew yeah, chiefs that's what will, I'm saying. Yeah, you'll see crew chiefs work their way all the way to the top, and then by the end they're at the bottom. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Like I've crazy, seen crazy. a bunch of early 2000s crew chiefs walk through the door of where I, I worked. Yeah. And they were at Nuts. the pinnacle, the pinnacle of motorsports. And now they're here. Nah, and then yeah. some of them move on to go even farther down. That's crazy. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. No, it's crazy. Like, because even in that, like, you'll see some of like the, the great, like, early 2000s crew chiefs, they're in Xfinity now. Yeah, because for like mid pack teams, right? Because they have no idea about this car. Yeah, I mean, I for as far as like the the, the old heads of the sport, like working on this new car, like there's a, there's a handful of them. There's one that's my absolute favorite. Uh, he doesn't go to the racetrack anymore. I won't say his name. We'll have to get him on the pod one day. I'd love to hear some stories. That's our Halo guest. Like that's we put JJ up on a pedestal, and then we got him, mm-hmm. and now this other individual is now on the pedestal. And I don't even know if we're, we're talking about the same person. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about someone I've worked close with. And his great saying was, why do you even come? Why do you even come to the racetrack? We don't need no, no, you no. here. I'm, my, this guy I'm talking about is uh, his favorite saying is, I've forgotten more about a race car than he knows. And he said that about a bunch of people. <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, you could say he's towed out. You know, know who I'm talking about. I know yes, who you're talking exactly. about now. <laughs> He's got stories. Man. Guy, yeah, you know been, he does. That guy's been Melissa's going to be like, man, who are they talking about? And y'all I mean, no one's going to never figure it out. Y'all never figure it out until That's we bring him on. We have – so we currently uh, – there's another individual like that. And uh, so every week this individual individual usually gets their own room. Uh, we've had some staffing mix like shakeups. So my roommate is not with the company anymore. So I got put together with this man and it's one of the old heads of the sport. Like the dude's been in it since about 1950. It seems like uh, he's notorious for not turning any AC on. So it's about 85 degrees in the hotel room. Watches TV at a volume of about 65. So it's loud. That's okay with me. And then he's trying to have a conversation with you, trying to talk over the TV. If you're trying to watch it, you're sweating your balls off. And he, man's been everywhere and he's got a story to back it up. Have I worked with this person? You may have crossed paths with him. I'll text you the name right now. I don't think you have. Former name is Steve. It's not Steve. I love Steve. Steve's the guy. Uh, I he might even listen. He he's a podcast guy. I love Steve. If Steve is listening, we've done something right. Yeah, I always like to go in the holler to go grab something, and then I'll end up sitting in the holler and talking to Steve for like thirty minutes when he's building shocks. Steve's dad just got inducted into some racing hall of fame. 
Really? I mean, he was like an old school NASCAR guy. I mean, like when they first started racing at Pocono, like they were there. Yeah, I think it was Georgia. That's like one of that is one of the cool things that uh you get like working with some of these older guys is dude, like they've been around and they've seen some stuff. Like, and you want to talk about like the golden era of NASCAR, like back in the day, like they lived it and they will yeah. make you jealous of it. They do they do their best to make you jealous of the fact that they were there and you weren't hundred percent. And I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or sometimes on purpose, and sometimes you're just like, man, that sounds awesome. And we're just going to be that way in 20 years anyway. No, probably not. Eh, probably, actually. It's kind like of I, was talking I, with, anyway. I was talking with one of our mechanics today. They're like, oh, yeah, I was on Derek Cope's car when he won the 500. Yeah, see, that would be an insane memory to have. And, like, yeah, we were like, it's like, yeah, we were dog shit for most of the year. We showed up at Dover and everything just worked out. Speaking of that era, uh, Dover. Yeah. Daytona. Uh, no, Cope's got two wins. He's got oh, one of two career Dover? wins. One, one, it was the same year, right? It was the 500, and then he won in Dover. Oh, okay. I never, didn't even know that. Then never won the rest of his career. Dude, you know what's crazy is I was watching Days of Thunder the other day. I watched it like twice in the past week, which is kind of weird. Daytona week, I guess. Uh, but you ever realize in that movie that middle of summer, supposed to be middle of summer, they go out on the boat jacking it up completely yeah that's like one of the like there's a few different inaccuracies in that movie and that's the one that really stood out to me the last time i watched i'm like dude like okay they were at july daytona and now they're at the infield care center so cole can get his uh reevaluation. i don't know it could be september and the one guy had a scarf on he had a scarf on it was so hot or so cold at charlotte in what should be august get a scarf on i don't know that was driving me crazy the whole time i was watching like dude like what what are they doing it was just different back then (laughs) it was just so much colder back then you could go to charlotte and be fully jacketed up yeah (laughs) you could be fully jacketed up they were at darlington and harry's got a full like city chevrolet jacket on like i've never been to darlington once where i've ever required a jacket oh i know neither have i it's always swass yeah it's, it's terrible every time I don't know. It was so cool. Like, uh, I like how their pitch used to be set up with the Just little the chairs. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's an, an umbrella. No, no, no. They have like the the like in Daytona. They had like the metal on it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a thing the, about like ninety two. Yeah, and also I noticed too, like all of City Chevrolet's racing's equipment looked mint, dude. Like their generator carts, all that stuff looked great. Even their hauler when they're testing at Hickory or not Hickory, uh, Caraway. I think it's Caraway. Almost positive it's Caraway. Uh, dude, the haulers had those little white wheel covers on them, and I'm like, damn. That thing I mean, they're looks not sweet. they're not gonna they're not gonna roll out their shitbox equipment for a movie. I guess that's true, but like, why does no one else do like those sweet ass wheel covers that match the hauler? Like, that was the coolest thing to me. Whenever they're lifting up on the lift gate, and he's like, I was six seconds faster. I was like, damn, those wheel covers are nice. I like that. But then they work out of like a one-stall garage. Garage. Yeah, that's my dream garage when I get older. I'm going to get like an old, crappy-looking barn, but I'm going to like no, make that's it not, nice on the that's inside. not where they worked. They didn't work in Harry's barn. They worked in like a single bay 
Like, yeah, I guess. Building. They built the car in the barn. They built the car in the barn, but it was serviced and maintained on a week-to-week basis. Elsewhere. I, guess and we, then, I, I wonder where that building is in Mooresville. Yeah, and then drag, it, drag it, goes to, it goes to show, like, did they only have one car? Because yeah, a, I think about that, a, too. It's a one-bay, unless there's something behind the cameras. Like, I get it. Hendrick Motorsports had, like, 75 cars. But if we're talking just in the movie, like, are they just toting one car around? Because you know back in the day they had super speedway cars. They had short track cars. They had There is one part of that movie, like, where uh, where Cole's talking on the phone to the doctor and, like, the uh, whatever his name, name is. Yeah, it's the whole the replacement coffee. driver. No, 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 the replacement driver. Uh, Russ Wheeler. Yeah, Russ Wheeler walks up. And there's, like a, there's a couple cars in the background you can see, like, on Jack stands. Oh, I didn't I, – I haven't watched that attention. movie in like three years. It's still a banger. Every because time, like, I don't watch reason, it to like the hammer. And the I don't watch goes, it wow. to get hyped up for the season because I want to be at home. Watch that movie, you'll be hyped to go to the racetrack, dude. Every no, single time, I don't care. Every single time I watch the part where he's like, I'm dropping the hammer. And then, like, there's that one sweet ass camera angle and he like downshifts. He's like, Whoa. I'm like, damn, that's sweet, dude. Yeah, downshift. I can go test the... it. Well, he was just riding, and then he dropped the hammer, and he's just picking just up downshifting speed. from fourth to third at in the middle of turns three and four at Charlotte. He wasn't at speed. He was just riding around. He hadn't dropped the hammer until that point. He's getting Pay so animated, on... man. He's just Pay getting attention. so animated and getting so upset. I don't know. That part gets me hyped up. Good movie, classic movie. Just as Driven is a close second as far as racing movies, in my opinion. Driven is the perfect racing movie. <laughs> I can't people even say hate that, with, that movie. People I can't hate even say that it with movie. a straight face. I love that movie. That movie's not great, but it's so early two thousands that it hurts. Yeah, people that complain about Driven and the things in Driven, the same things are wrong with Days of Thunder, but they're NASCAR fans, so they let it slide. Jimmy Bly. Jimmy Bly, Motorola car. That, that's Joe Tanto. Dude, you know what's really funny about that movie and the humming? When I was little and I first saw that movie, I would hum in the car. Like nine years old at the fifth mile behind TMS, humming. Well, you, know, you know where they got that, right? No. Uh, the first in-car camera that they had, they put in um, Kale Yarborough's car at Talladega. That's not where they got that from. That's from. That's where they got it from. No, it's not. I guarantee you, that's not where they got that from. Where? Why would they take inspiration from a 1970 NASCAR thing and put it into an early two, uh, and put it into a late 90s uh, cart movie? It was early. Was it 90s? Was I think it was was, 2000s. Someone I read somewhere. No, I read somewhere that it was. It was supposed to be the 1999 cart season. The film was from 2001. Maybe it was the 2000s car season. So, car was cool, dude. You ever think about that? They used to race internationally. I like that. They'd race in like Brazil and Japan. And they used to go to Surfer's Paradise in Australia. 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 See, Sassy and Mike Nolan. Donnie. Dead eye, Donnie. This is getting off the rails. It really is. This is when the pod gets good. 
Uh, so looking back to Daytona, do you guys got some big steam? Yeah, I think so. Dino's good. So, like, do you have big steam or do you have your big steam? I don't know. I don't really know the numbers of anybody else. So, what I'm saying is, it a, is it a lease program or is it? No, it's one? not lease, but it's like it's we we own Speedway Motors that are good. Is like, Ryan going to show up with that same package? Yeah, I mean, it's the same stuff we've had all year. He has the same stuff I have. Because there's 43 cars showing up, and the six car went home last week. Yeah, he's. I mean, he qualified like sixth and eighth at the last two Speedway races. I, so. Something might go wrong. You never know. I doubt it. Their Speedway stuff's really good, and like I so said, I was trying to copy theirs onto ours because they have a they have a different they have a Ganassi chassis that's a little bit newer. Uh, what do you got? Uh, Hopkins car. It's Solid. good. Though. I mean, we've done all the updates. I've tried to update it and do everything. Like I said, like I said, like their car and uh, try to get, try to squeeze that juice, man. Is the juice worth the squeeze? It always is. So what do you, are you, I guess the strategy, I think we've talked about it. Are you just going to hang out? Is yeah, this Friday, the, is Saturday, this while it's raining, I'm going to be hanging out. Yeah, cool. Good deal. Uh, is this the last race before the playoffs start? No, you guys? Bristol's the last race for us. Bristol's the last uh, – that's the cutoff. So you could still theoretically win and you're in. Correct, yeah. So are we going to do it or what? That's the plan. If we don't do it at Daytona, we're doing it at Bristol, so – what do you think of the uh, the comments that Chase Elliott made seeing Bristol? I, I don't know. The only thing I can think, like, maybe he's, instead of that being a dumb comment, maybe he's so far ahead that he's thinking, okay, he's already in the playoffs. Let's see if I take him out of the playoffs at Bristol because that's the next cutoff. Do so you think he's going to wreck Kyle Larson at He's Bristol? not going to wreck Kyle Larson. He's not going to do anything. Same thing everybody in Cup always does. They talk big games. They don't do anything. Yeah, like, it's like, like Ross. Ross is Ross can keep doing whatever he wants, and no one's yeah. gonna do anything about it. Just like the iconic uh, Martin Trex Jr. Oh, he won the. He's not gonna win the. He might have won the battle, but he ain't gonna win the war. I can guarantee it. And then he ain't he gonna did, win the damn war. He didn't do shit. I'll tell you, the last person that did something was Matt, Matt Kenseth. Kenseth. <laughs> that man does not take anyone's shit. No, he, he did. That was like the last, like, great. I'm wrecking that was awesome. blatantly. Yeah. I mean, race car drivers are like elephants, man. They never forget. Oh, yeah. I mean, and a lot of the time, like, you people say, oh, they, don't, they didn't do anything back, but like, there's little things you do. I mean, Martin Trex wrecked me at the Coke 600 because he needed a caution. He wrecked the lap car, which was me. And Every other time, I mean, I wasn't in a great car that season in the Cup Series. I when I the few times I ran, so we got lapped often. And every time he lapped me, I wasn't going to crash him. But you better believe I side drafted the shit out of him every single time. Did he if tell you that you were number one? Yeah, every time. Side draft him again. He wrecked me at Charlotte. I mean, he. he there's got to be some consequence. I'm not, no, I'm not going to junk your car. But also, I drafted you. That's because you were in the stealth car. No one could even see you. Oh, he saw me, and he drove right into my left rear. <laughs> People don't forget. People don't forget. Well, if you 
you know it's crazy yeah i don't know man it's crazy <laughs> oh man have we ever told that story on here <laughs> I, I don't i think we have once or twice but it's it's no, i don't good. think i don't think we've ever actually told the full story about the, i don't know man it's crazy yeah why don't you go ahead and tell that story? uh so <laughs> sometimes when you need extra track people like uh car pushers. Road, crew, road crew guys and really what it comes down to is car pushers you hire some of like the uh the pit crew guys like the charter uh pit crew guys and the guys you hire to come pit your car uh to come help push the car through tech and whatnot uh believe it was dover they, they got a couple of those guys and you know we're pushing the car around this is the time of uh in nascar where you push through tech like three times a weekend and we're going our second time through we already went through once before practice we're going through before qualifying we get done we find the one guy that's been missing all day that's supposed to be there to push the car he's up behind the hauler leaning up, up against the like the tractor on the hauler and i do where I thought he was between been? the i thought he was between the truck and trailer so you couldn't no, see. that's what kind of what i'm yeah i guess yeah between the truck and trailer like where you, so you really couldn't can't see, see him. him yeah and uh well like, dude where have you been like we've needed help pushing he's like i don't know man it's crazy <laughs> didn't really like not sorry not sorry i didn't help push like not like not like, oh man, my my shoulders hurting or my ankles hurting. Didn't like, even give a didn't even tomorrow. give like a, a response. It was just like yeah, just, oh, just man, the most crazy. like yeah, just nothing happened. Just okay, I guess. All right, cool. We're we're about to leave. The van's leaving. <laughs> like it's time to go. Oh man, I love like that's the kind of goofy stuff that never gets publicized, but always should. There's all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, we're talking about the the TV series. Like, that would be funny. Like, that would actually be hilarious if, like, that kind of stuff was on TV. Here's the teams that they need to follow, right? Mike Harmon Racing. Yep. JD Motorsports. Brandon Brown, because why not? At Junior Motorsports. If we're talking – You got to give, like, a, like a good, like, a spectrum of, of budgets and teams to kind of see what – each other uh is up against when they go to the racetrack like following the mic that would be cool would be amazing content i mean i i can tell you like i i've lived it and mike does everything in his power and no we we don't have the resources and don't have the funding it's it's hard and there's a lot of battles that you have to fight uh that a lot of others don't and people don't really realize that um and it'd be cool unique yeah, definitely. Dude, you're making a lot of noise today. That was that was my innards. Yeah, yeah. I'm very I I, I no, I trust me, I knew exactly what that was. That's a good mic you got there. Yeah, you can hear everything with this thing. Yeah. How do you think uh the Daytona Cup race is gonna go? Because I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know, we've had you no know, Daytona cutoff races before. Was last year Daytona the playoff cutoff or no? I feel like this is the first time. This is the first time. And I was like, okay, we had cutoff rates before. They weren't that crazy. But then I think, okay, like, well, that's just like a handful of guys that are going for it. This is the rest of the field. I mean, realistically, right, there's there's like two guys going for it. Not really. I mean, think about the must-win guys. I mean, there's 10 of them. 
they could go out there and win that race. Yeah, but say. you know we sit here and talk about this all the time with plate racing. Oh, it's going to be the most chaotic race of the season. It's going to be this the craziest race of the season. This is a different situation than ever before. And then we're going to go single file around the top for 65 laps. Well, no, I mean, it's like you have different guys like the the guys who are in the playoffs want the points. The guys who are on the bubble, Blaney and Trex, need the points to try to get into it. Everybody else – they can go try to win that race. I mean, think about the cars that could win that race that aren't in the playoffs right now. You got both RFK cars, the Colleg car, uh, 23 car. Colleg has two cars. Only one can make the playoffs. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, uh, what are the other? Eric Almarola, Cole Custer. LaJoy. Uh, LaJoy, I think, could win that race. Uh I mean, it's a long shot, but he could win it. You know what I mean? He's Todd. been up front. Todd Gillen. I guess both both the front row motorsports cars. Harrison There's Burton. a lot of guys that – Harrison Burton. There's a lot of guys that could go out there and make their season. And not only is it – could they make their season, like, as a pride thing, but, like, points money to finish 16th versus if you're going to finish, I don't know, 25th. That's I want, like, I, want I, I don't know the numbers, but it's a lot, I'm sure. I want chaos. I want Cody Ware to win. I, I anything could happen. Anything could happen. I mean, I think you will see it'll still be the same, like they'll be single file for a while. I think third stage it's gonna get kicked up a notch for sure. Only 37 cars showing up though. Yeah. I mean, it's that's pretty normal at this point. Yeah, Gregson, I mean, Gregson's in the sixty-two, not in the sixteen. So, speedway car, another RCR car. Got to get Austin Dillon into the playoffs. Austin Dillon's another one. They oh my God, Austin Dillon! Win, crazy. I mean, that's a I mean, think about the TV show. You know what I'm saying? That would do numbies for the TV show. If yeah, Austin, exactly. if Austin Dillon wins the race, I'm going to go on a limb and say it was rigged. I'm not going to say it was rigged, but I'm going to say, I mean, it would be good for the show. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. I mean, imagine if they had the, imagine if they had a, like the, like you're saying, follow the teams around and we wouldn't want that, like a race like that, like be bonkers. They'd be filming us burning the city of Daytona to the ground. That'd be awesome. I'd love to. I know. <laughs> I know. Bring all the Alka Seltzer you can. Exactly. That's right. Works fast. Just like that JD Motorsports number four Alka Seltzer on the side. And it's faster than Xfinity Internet or fast ads yep. Xfinity Internet. Even though I don't get paid for that saying it on here yet. Yet. Maybe one of these days we're going to be a certified media outlet. And we'll get that uh, Xfinity bonus. I'd be saying that thing every five. Actually, seconds. I just posted. I just posted a a picture on Instagram, and it's talking about partners, and we both both work fast. And someone's like, "Faster than Xfinity internet?" Question mark. I don't know the answer to that. We'll say yes. But. How long have we been going? That's the thing I hate about these. Like, that's the one thing I really Here we go. about these Zoom things. No, I'm I'm not going to bash it. That's all I'm going to say. I have no idea how long we've been recording this. No clue. I'm going to say we're uh, sub an hour right now, so we got to keep going. 
Uh, but what we got? Daytona, Portofino, Oyster Pub. We covered all that. Covered all that. When are you heading down? Friday morning. I think I'm, I think I'm leaving tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. You guys are driving. Yeah, we're driving down tomorrow, and then we're just going to hang out Thursday. Got no track activities Thursday, but we're just going to go Yeah, chill. you guys are just all day Friday. Yep. Literally guys, all day Friday, dude. You guys aren't practicing either, are you? Nope, just straight qualifying. It's a it's a long day Friday. Like, I mean, garage opens at eight, and I don't think the race starts till seven thirty. Yeah, it's not fun. That's a that's a fifteen hour day. Yeah, for us, I think we're flying at ten thirty. We're at track from one o'clock until seven. Yeah. Like we are literally showing up, rolling through tech, one lap of qualifying, going home. Yeah, I mean that's still I mean that's a that's a decent work day. I mean the rolling yeah. through tech and everything. But for one lap. Dude, you you weren't around for the days that we would show up, go through tech, practice, go through tech again, and then come back the next day, uncover the car, run a lap, and go back to the hotel. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty similar. No, it's not. It's about uh, four hours less time at the racetrack. I mean, we don't need to go. Th- we don't need to go through tech seventeen times. We don't need to practice. I like practicing. I do. I wish we'd at least get a fifty-minute session again every week. Why don't we? Not Give me a reason time. why we don't. Not enough time in the day. Not enough time in the day, really. Unless you want to start. You're there you the exact same amount. Out, you're there the exact same amount of days. You're using the exact same amount of tires. What's we'll the difference? You, we'll just have you show up at five o'clock in the morning to go through tech and stuff. The the whole facade that this is saving the team's money by uh, only oh, having it's not. these twenty minutes session. It's not at all. It just saves uh, the officials' efforts, I guess, from having to have people go through tech one more time. It's all money. But I mean, honestly, we don't even go through tech any more times a lot of the time we'll get, do safety tech and then not go through tech before practice and then Hell just yeah. go through tech before qualifying might as well exactly it's, uh, it's pretty much the same thing so where where do you stand i have a question for you where do you stand on the whole brandon brown just jumping seats to be in a race but what we got to do but not competitive I mean, like no, at no point was he competitive at Watkins Glen. You got to do what you got to do to be a race car driver. I mean, and he has an asset for these teams, and I'm sure it probably gets him paid. Does He's that guaranteed a starting spot? Does that run out after this year? Yeah, unless he wins again, it might run out this year. I think it's a calendar year. Yeah, I think you're right. Is he racing for himself this week? Yep. Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's an asset for him. I mean, that's the same reason that you used to have a bunch of 1999. I mean, no disrespect to those guys, champions that used to start the park all the time. Oh, like Daryl. Daryl, when he was in his starting park days, man, that was sad. I mean, you think he about was that. For- you can think about Joe Nemechek, Jeff Green. Like, I mean, they went until they changed the rules. <laughs> Texas Terry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Terry Labonte in the Cup Series back when you could start park. Always racing the 32 car. Yep. 
I mean, that's an asset to have and you should use it if you can. I mean, if you're in the business of driving race cars for a living, you got to do everything you can. It's not an easy job to get or hold or anything. Yeah. I mean, you were in that position for, well, I mean, not, you didn't have a win under your belt, but yeah. Trying to qualify in every race. Yeah. I mean, it's a, and that was the one thing, like when I first got in with Harmon, like I could qualify and that was my deal. And I got really good at qualifying. Now I lost, so I lost, I lost my juice for a little bit. I think I'm kind of getting it back. Trying to build it back up. What is up with your eyes in this picture? Are they messed up? Go, everyone, go to the Bailey Curry Instagram page. They're not out. messed up, dude. I check got... on your check on your dude here. They're not even messed up. I got lots of likes so far. Sit nice. with, a high, with a high female. Did you see too. what it's at? I'm not. I'm not even going to ruin it. It's sitting what at are you 69. About? It's sitting at 69 likes. Oh, really? Well, technically, it's sitting at 70, but it yeah. says one person. And other, and yeah. <laughs> and 69 others. others. I've been turning that off, been turning the numbers off. I feel like all the influencers turn it off. I don't know if it's something with the algorithm. And then it makes the stuff do better. You got that that sign your mom put up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when life is so go. That's what it says. That's not what it says. It's, it says life is life so good. Life is so go. Hey, it, honestly, I feel like my parents coming to help me decorate my apartment makes it so much better than the average 25-year-old guy's apartment because then there'd just be nothing on the walls. I would have a no. lawn chair in the living room and then an Xbox. <laughs> a full-length truck side of the couch. Used to. Used to. I've moved on. You've grown I'm working up on since a, then. I'm working on a skateboard wall now. Ah, uh, yes. Simple things. Yeah, it actually is nice. I got two of them hung up already. Honestly, decorating, like, as a as a young adult male, it's kind of hard. Like, or at least for me, it is, dude. Like, and I know in college when I go to my buddy's apartments and there'd just be nothing anywhere. It was awesome. That's, that's yeah. I mean, I, I lucked into a situation. I moved into a house that was fully like decorated really well the fiance how do you even get that oh oh yeah so yeah exactly she decorated everything and i don't have anything to put on the walls yeah i'm just excited to get a yard because my yard can be meant are you moving again no but one day i'll have a yard (laughs) and hank hill once said you can know you learn a lot about a man by how his yard is uh upkept or his yard upkeep not a direct quote, but he said something along those lines. All right. Well, on that end of things, I think we're we're going to end it. Are we? I mean, I feel like we're not in an hour yet. We're definitely got to go an hour. an hour. No, we're at an hour. I think not even close. I think you're Hold lying. on. Let me look here. Uh, maybe we're close. I don't so know. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead? Give us a five star review. Yeah, in, that that five, in that five star review, if you say what your favorite color is, we'll send you out a gift. 
What you, you're making blank claims right now. Yeah. So we'll send you a gift. What you can really something. do to help the pod is make sure to tell your friends to give it a listen. Tell your friends and your friends' friends. Yes. Because it's honestly, it's a banger pod, dude. Just tell your friends to listen. If you ever have a long drive somewhere and you want to listen to two racing guys talk about nothing, I believe that's the description. Yeah. And then turn off the Dale Jr. download. And then I mean, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not going to throw those guys under the bus, but you know, maybe if you're on a four hour drive, listen to ours and then listen to theirs. Yeah. Listen to ours first. Cause then you might fall asleep and then listen to theirs. Cause it's actually interesting. Well, if they're driving and they're falling asleep, there's an issue. You know, what we, I'm we should just become an ASMR podcast. <laughs> We can on Zoom because the audio's not as good. I mean, I'm sure they they heard all my stomach gurgles today. So yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It just uh, adds to the experience, the WMG experience. Yeah. All right. Be on the lookout for a gift if you put <laughs> a color in your review. It has to be five stars. Yeah, it has to be five stars, or uh, does it count? I'll send you something nice. All right. Yeah. Like I said, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, leave a review. Leave right, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Tell your friends all that mess. Smash that like button. And uh, until next week, this has been Limit of Genius. See y'all. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.